listening to Indiana Jones in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at the artifacts that make up the world of Indiana Jones, backstories, histories, and details about some of our favorite characters. And now, here are this week's hosts of Indiana Jones in Character. Hello, and welcome to the popular podcast, Indiana Jones in Character. What, we, what is it popular? Didn't we just do this like a couple nights ago? I know we do this one all the time. We need to slow down. I, <laughs> I mean, it's been it's been like I don't know, I'm afraid to even look. Then don't look. All right. It doesn't matter. It's been you know just. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know people 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 are waiting patiently. Yeah, you think they've been sitting with their iPods in their you know hand? What? I'm looking. Not eating or drinking, and their hand trembling, growing a beard. Long fingernails, like, uh, like, 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 uh, what's his name? Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard or? Hughes. Yeah. Putting urine in jars. Ready? Yeah. When was the last one? September eighth, twenty fifteen. <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Well, it's almost April fifteenth to twenty sixteen. So uh, we're good for. One a year? Yeah. I mean, this is it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see when Indiana Jones 5 comes out. But this is going to be a really good one. Hopefully. It's taking me all this time just to do the research. You just got done writing the last uh, word and putting the period. And I just got done. Yeah, just now. And we're ready. And I wanted to make this one like a double episode because it's such a big character. Is that what you wanted? I wanted to do that. Why don't we just do like, like stop it now and then we'll continue have like five episodes. Okay, well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> To the next time we discuss the same character. <laughs> part, we, one, part one of five. Part one of five. We're also going to have on the very cool Scott Weber from Pittsburgh, who is going to join us, but uh, we just we need to get this out. So Scott will join us again on another show. He's a he's a fine fella, even if he is a Penguins fan and uh, and, a, and a great uh, supporter of our show. So we'll, we'll get Scott on another show, but we got to crank one out, baby. Penguins are cute, Dave. I thought you were going to say something about cranking one out. No. Oh, yeah, there's there's no one here. No, I can say anything. There's no kids here. Say whatever you want. Fuck balls. Oh, there was, was going to be cock balls. Cock balls. Okay. Ass hair. Ass hair. <laughs> you could probably say that when there are kids around. <laughs> That's not that bad. No, it's not actually. Okay. All right. Well, who who are we doing, Dave? You know what we're doing. This is a big deal. Yes, we are doing probably like the third. Yeah. Third or fourth biggest character of the Indiana Jones franchise. I agree with that. Indy's first. Mm-hmm. Marion? Yeah. Second? Yeah. It, would this guy be above Sala or after Sala? No, I wouldn't. Sala for next? Yeah. And then him? Yeah, probably. Who are we doing? Henry Walton Jones Sr. Very nice. You got to include that. Yes. All right. So we are going to talk at length. And this will be... Maybe one of our longer episodes because there is just so much about him. Henry Walton Jones Sr., this is as much about Indy as it is about Henry. Okay. Which is one of the reasons why I really enjoyed doing the research. But he is a Scottish archaeologist and Indiana Jones's pops. Now, did he ever do what Indy did, like, in his youth? What does that mean? I can't picture Sean Connery running around with a boulder chasing him <laughs> well you're about to hear everything that i could find about him and it's quite a bit and it's quite interesting okay um, i just wonder like they they made 
they there's a lot of retconning in all of this stuff with Star Wars and Indiana Jones and everything, which is good usually. But they actually made him Scottish in the backstory. Okay. Like it, it, I guess they just did that because it's Connery. Okay. I mean, can that be? Can you think of any other explanation? I didn't even recognize they <laughs> that Henry was Scottish because Sean Connery is, is just Scottish. Right. I, I never even put put them together. Okay. Well, he is a Scottish. He is a Scottish archaeologist in the story itself. What I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to go through his life. I'm going to give you a year. I'm going to timeline this bitch for you. Okay. I'm going to give you a year. I'm going to give you a fact, and it's going to lead all the way through to the so, stuff that you know. Okay. Okay. So we're starting in 1872. 1872. 1872. There isn't much about him as a young young man. But he is, uh, at that point, an Oxford-educated scholar. And that is where he <laughs> met Marcus Brody. And we talked a lot about Henry on the Marcus episode. Right. So if you if you did hear that, you're going to hear a few repeat things, but not much. Um, he also met, in 1872, an American woman named Anna. Anna? Anna. And you know what he did? Did he bang her? Slipped her as Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Did he slip Anna his banana? <laughs> yes. He's quite a filly. I can't. That's disgusting. Just even a picture of Sean Connery banging. Why? Have you seen him? In his young days? I mean, you've seen those old I guess movies. He was a, ha- okay. he was a right. handsome dude. Uh, yes, he was. Well, they were married in 1898, moved to New Haven, Connecticut. Now, this is a big part of his life, and I'm going to get this started right away. Okay. I wanted to know why he studies the grail. Because that, as we see in the movie, is a big part of who he is. This is kind of strange. I'm wondering your your thoughts when I tell you this. Okay. He has, at some point in his young life, in, in 1898-ish, a supernatural or religious vision. He may have been drunk. Okay, because don't Scottish pe- people, I'm not drink. What well, is that supposed to mean? I don't know. Like, I, I, who are these people? I did, I did, I did. Who are those people? I did, I did, I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, from... Irish? What's that show? Um, Whose Line? Whose Line is it? And anyone? they always do that, that skit where they're always holding a beer and... I did, I did, I did, I did. Who's that? <laughs> Colin Mockery? <laughs> yeah, but isn't that Irish? Like, who does I did, I did? There is a stereotype that people from Ireland... I'm not being stereotypical. Well, yes, you topical. are. You are. I don't appreciate it. That reminds me, the guy who voiced um, Lucky Charms died. <laughs> Did you see that? That's all you know about Scotland and Ireland. Sean Connery and Lucky Charms. And Pots of Gold and Braveheart, is that? Is that? <laughs> God, no? yes. That's it? Yes. All right. William Wallace, he's the, 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 patron, chance. the patron saint of Ireland. <laughs> and Mike Myers and So I Married an Axe Murder. There you go. <laughs> Probably crying himself to sleep on his huge pella. <laughs> what size that thing? <laughs> Hid! Move! <laughs> now, he may have been drunk when this was going on, this vision, but he envisioned his wine glass rising off of the table, lighting up the room. You think, I think he was drinking. <laughs> and transforming into the Holy Grail. At that point, he heard a voice of God, presumably, that talked to him and told him that he had a task and quested him to find the Holy Grail, just like King Arthur. That was probably his buddy Brody. <laughs> they probably both drunk side by side at a bar, 
And then Brody said, watch, watch this shit. Yeah. I'm going to rise it up with Tim White. I don't want to <laughs> fuck with him. <laughs> yes. So, so you're not a fan of the story? Well, I don't drench. I don't see shit like that. Okay. Well, this is why, because I was, that was one of my first things when I started doing this research. Why does he, why does he care so much about this specific thing? Okay. It's because of this vision. The, or you know his his buddy was you know <laughs> on, on a string like like Bernie yeah he had a sippy cup <laughs> with, a, with some fishing line on it yeah well that's where his Grail obsession begins okay okay if I had the Monty Python music I'd cue it now that's a great great the next day that's funny <laughs> the next day he started his quest and his Grail diary that's cool which becomes a big deal. Yeah. The Joneses moved to Princeton, New Jersey, not far from us. Did he have Indy at that time when he had this dream? I'm about to get to it. Okay. At, he had not, no. At the point when he had the dream, Indy was just a- uh, In his ball sack? Maybe. He was just a sperm in the old Do you think out of all the sperms, bag. this one had on a fedora? <laughs> and a little whip. <laughs> <laughs> and he kept running from his tail because he was, uh, was a snake. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> sperm. Why did it have to be sperm? <laughs> well, do you ever go to Princeton on any of your travels I, for work? Once in a while, years ago, yeah. Okay, I, well, I, you're in you're in Jones territory. Yeah, well, because I, I work in Newtown. That's right across across the bridge. There you go. And it is in Princeton, New Jersey, where Henry Jones Jr. is born, as well as a sister. Sister. I don't remember this at all. Him having a sister? Yeah. Me neither. Well- she died very early. She died as as a child, but uh, yeah, like uh, I don't remember what that. What's your name? Part of the story. Do you have a name? Um, Susie. Okay. They also get a dog. The dog is an Alaskan Malamute, which they named Indiana Clifford. Nuh-uh. No, <laughs> Indiana <laughs> John Ritter Kipper Kipper the dog, and the dog used to sit at Junior's crib, and the two formed a bond. Okay. Okay. And he does mention that, you know, he's like, I got a lot of fond memories of that dog. So that those dogs are are awesome dogs because they're very obedient and protective. Yeah, and they're big too. Okay. So when Indy can first walk, there's a story about young Indy climbing to the roof where he when he learned to walk, and I'm picturing the baby in the cartoon, the construction whip. site. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like a <laughs> like the, like baby's day out. Baby's day out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Indy's day out. <laughs> well, you remember that one? Well, who, what? It was a Looney Tunes, and somebody was trying to save the baby. Was it Bugs Bunny? Well, and the baby was on the construction. It was like dun 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 da 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 da. That's it. I can't remember who it was. Somebody was trying. So, it was that, or, or Tiny Tunes always did used to do that kind of shit too. Well, this is the earliest Indy story. I mean, he's like a baby, and he climbs up on the roof. Starts a lifetime of craziness for for Indy. In 1900, Henry Senior gets a professorship at. What are you pointing at the dog? Wait, for? Your dog licking his crotch. <laughs> Why would you point that out? Who, it's turning me on a little bit. Who points that out? She's who does lick, it? She's licking her leg. Mm. Sally Mae. Her middle leg. Look at her. She's so ashamed. No, keep on licking it. Keep on licking. Keep on licking. 1900, he gets a professorship at Princeton and starts presenting his grail findings, which are mainly and often ridiculed by everyone. Why? 
because they think it's they just think it's a crock. They don't think it's real. They think you know that these scholars that are based in science think it's too religious. It's it doesn't exist, and he doesn't care. Henry Jones don't care. Henry Jones don't give a shit. He keeps it. He keeps at it. And Marcus helps him from England. Right. Now, around then, he actually starts pursuing the grail around the world. The first place is in France. He goes to a site that was sacked by Vikings. This starts to sound very much like the National Treasure movies right away. Can you do a Nick Cage impression? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone can, usually. All you have to do is yell. Did you see that video of Nick Cage and Vince Neil? I... Didn't hit play, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> He's like, Vince! Vince, stop this! <laughs> it's so ridiculous. So that's the first place he goes. In 1905-ish, this is a very important fact because it comes back into play later in the story. Okay. It's mentioned in the films. He finds out about this painting done by a Franciscan friar that met a knight who, with his brothers, knew the grail was in a canyon in the mountains. This would turn out to be the Canyon of the Crescent Moon, which we'll learn about, and that's where it is. The night would have been 150 at that point, which confirms the Grail's power of eternal life. So in 1905, he really kind of knew where it was already. I'm not sure why he didn't just go get it then. He waited 40 years. Well, he's old, you know, older. Yeah, he waited 40 years till he was, you know, not able to do it himself. Do you know how they always say that parents have kids to, you know, go grab me a beer, go grab me a Coke or something? <laughs> yeah. He probably had Indy just in 40 years. Hey, Indy, go grab me the, that shield. <laughs> what do you think? That's a shield. <laughs> yeah, so uh, kind of strange little plot line but it's important because it does come in anything that happens in the actual movies that's mentioned in any of these backstories i find to be of importance yeah in 1908 he goes on the henry jones senior world lecture tour takes the whole fam family so indy can become a worldly fella he has a tutor that was a friend of henry's from oxford that travels with him her name is helen margaret seymour i bet you they banged yeah, it's his own personal menage a trois. Yeah. So this menage a trois. <laughs> that you couldn't say that with people no, around. Good. good for you. <laughs> you 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 got one in there. I got one in there. So she's going to come back into play later. It's the only reason I mention her. In Egypt, he gives Indy a gift. It's a journal to start chronicling his own adventures. That's cool. And. Indy goes on all these journeys and meets people, cultures from all over the world. And it kind of reminds me, tell me if you've seen this, of the Mosquito Coast. You have. It's been a long time, but I have seen it. But you remember the movie, right? A little bit, yeah. It's almost like uh, Connery is that Harrison Ford character. He's taking his family out on his personal quest all around the world. I can see that. And he's exposing them to all kinds of worldly things. Uh, whether they wanted to do it or not. Right. That movie used to be on a lot. I mean, it's kind of boring. I remember, yeah, I remember not liking it because I think back then it's like, I want either <clears throat> Han or Indy. I don't want this old guy. Yeah. You don't want him and River Phoenix and Martha Plimpton. No. <laughs> Why do you say no to Martha Plimpton? <laughs> I don't like her. I never I never did. What's wrong with Martha Plimpton? Have you seen her? Yeah. I'm a big fan of her. Why? I still like her. She's your least favorite Goonie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, yeah. All right, well, here's a cool story. In Morocco, 
A slave boy named Omar and Indy become friends. Indy sneaks away to see the severed head of some minister or something like that. And Indy and Omar get abducted and sold into slavery as children. They're found and bought, brought back by the hosts that, that they're staying with, and the Jones family reunites with them. But I, I bring this up because I'm wondering, and I'm thinking about this. Temple of Doom? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Like That's why he wants to go save, because he was once one of them. That's exactly what I was that's thinking. That's creepy-ass shit. Yeah, like, maybe that's why he cares so much in Temple of Doom. Because he can relate. Yeah, like, like, like she's like, you know, we're getting out of here. And he's like, right, all of us. All, meaning himself. Yeah, like, like he's, it's all retcon, but I like the fact that they're making sense out of why, because at that point in Temple of Doom, he was still kind of a scoundrel. True. And now he all of a sudden cares about all these kids. Why would he care? Yeah. Well, maybe because he's been through Because of his history. Yes. I love this part of the story. Maybe he was beat too as a kid, you know, whipped in the back. He didn't come in your head! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the family meets now. Say, say, Indy, I love you. Indy, I love you. (laughs) And then he punches him in the face. He does, he does. (laughs) The family meets and goes on safari with Teddy Roosevelt in Africa. I know that guy. A lot of this stuff is in the TV show. Right. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt was hunting specimens of some kind, and Indy gets in trouble again looking for specimens for Roosevelt, and he disappears. Um he also went off on his own in Paris. He's a troublemaker from like the start, Indy. He always he always seemed like that. He's way. like a problem child. In Vienna, he takes the Archduke Franz Ferdinand's daughter ice skating and gets busted for it. He ends up meeting all these kind of people. Um, there in Vienna, they all they all had dinner with Carl Jung and Sigmund Freud. So it turns out all along that Indy is Forrest Gump. I was gonna say that. Yeah, like he ends up meeting everyone. Like, did, just did, in, and you have a shirt, and then he wipes off his face, and it's have a nice day. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> Mama said they was my magic shoes. Mama said they'd take me anywhere. It's a great movie. So he meets everyone important. <laughs> we just got a message from Dave's wife here. What? what? Want anything? From- Wait, where are you going? Where are the grocery store? All right, well. I need eggs. Listen, listeners. <laughs> what would you like? Wait, I'm getting, he'd, he'd like a. You know a, what I want. An iced tea, tea and a, a, a glazed donut to go, 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 go. <laughs> iced tea and condoms. Okay, good. <laughs> I like to pour the iced tea in the condom and drink it out of the condom. <laughs> then we're all set. No. I'll, I'll have an iced tea as well. well I'm going? sure anyone listening at this point what is. Kind of... <laughs> um, I didn't mean to interrupt the whole show. That's okay. This is this hopefully is if you're listening, you're in your car and you can pull into Wawa and join us. <laughs> Just any any iced tea. Like what's that one I like? The pure leaf. What's it called? Like Lipton. Lipton's fine. <laughs> Give me a peach flavor. See. It's not Please. just any kind. I could, Dave, a, I could eat a peach for hours. Do you want anything, Dave? What do you want? Yeah, I, I, iced tea. Great. Iced tea, great. Great. Okay. She's like Indiana Jones. She's going to go out there and get us There you something. go. So later they go to Rome. Later they go to Rome. Okay. And they see uh, the, the Italian composer Puccini. Uh, one of his operas directed by him uh, while Henry's lecturing in, Ro- in Rome. And Anna Jones... The wife messes around with Puccini. No, she decides it's wrong and goes back to Henry. But uh, there you go. So wait, ready? Hold on, this is stupid. Ready? Yes. Puccini saw her pussy. 
Was that stupid? I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> try to get a little Italian dressing, if you know what I mean. Oh. A little balsamic vinaigrette. <laughs> All right, this is where I really start to like the story, too, because I'm wondering, like many people may, other than whatever we're going to get at Wawa, they might want to (laughs) know why they became at odds, because that's a big part of the story. Like, I mean, when I started doing this, I wanted I want to know why did they why did their relationship get to where it ends up? Did did Henry cheat on her? No. It's never mentioned. He's always he's always out. He's always busy. Right. She needs, you know, she needs some some loving, some Puccini, in her Puccini. That was a little better. It was better. Okay. <laughs> so father and son are increasingly at odds from this point on. The straw that breaks the camel's back is there in Russia attending some dignitary's wedding, and Indy leans on a cart with some important crystal on it, and it starts rolling and it crashes and breaks, and Henry scolds him in front of everyone. This is in How 19- old is he, though? Uh, this is in 1910. I didn't do the math. Okay. He's still pretty young. Um, if he he's tells, 28, there's a problem. No, he's not 28. Okay. Henry scolds him and, and, and just like embarrasses him and tells him to stay in the hall. Don't touch anything. Oh, that's kinda, what he said. Yeah, kind of like Indy does. Yeah. He, don't touch anything. <laughs> just, just stand over there. <laughs> so he, of course, doesn't. And he goes in another room in the palace and he accidentally hits some rope that's holding a chandelier, which crashes... Into the wedding cake of the wedding that they're on, ruining the chandelier, the wedding cake, and the wedding. So, Holy shit, Norberg! So, yeah, that's a look. Did you write that? I have <laughs> India's Norberger, at least Frank Drebin. Yeah, yeah. A, he's he seems very clumsy. Yeah, it's it's unlike him to be this clumsy. He's he's always on top of his game. Well, this really pisses Henry off because it's embarrassing to him. Indy runs away. He ends up with the author Leo Tolstoy. Good author. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're a fan. So this is another famous person that he met. I think a lot of this happened on the show because it seemed like he was always bumping into famous people, a yeah. la Forrest Gump. Yeah. And that's where the family's reunited because they find him at Tolstoy's. When Henry arrives, he's more interested in meeting Tolstoy than being reunited with his son. And it's the first time that Indy says out loud to his mother that he hates his father. That's awful. Yeah. So it's like it's getting emotional and it's getting kind of sad. Yeah. Um, they're stuck together in Athens because their mother went to visit her sister. Did she? <laughs> or is she seeing that? Puccini. <laughs> Puccini. <laughs> they both hate it, both Indy and Henry. Um, the rift between them is beginning to widen. Henry treats Indy as more of an assistant to him, giving him tons, tons of work to keep him out of trouble. <laughs> <sighs> what do you want from Wawa? <laughs> Dog biscuits? <laughs> she, he lectures them constantly. They get into trouble themselves. They go to some remote monastery lecture sites at the top of this huge like cliff. And they're dirty, so they stop to wash themselves in the ocean. While they're doing that, a goat eats their clothes, and they show up at the monastery nude with bushes over their naughty bits. Bushes? Yes. Were they carrying a woman in front of them? <laughs> they put a bush over their bush. <laughs> And if you've seen Sean Connery in Zardoz, you know that man is a walking tumbleweed. He does have a lot of hair. That's a hairy bastard, man. (laughs) (laughs) That is a hairy bitch. (laughs) 
So when they leave, they do the, he does the speaking engagement. When they leave, they have to be lowered. There's an elevator, but it's, imagine just like, you remember the little elevator thing in the Ewok village? It was just like a yeah. wooden box that you get lowered and down you, by. You, you pull down the rope or something? Yeah. Yes. They're in one of those that's going to lower them down the cliff. And they're naked? In this, no, at this point they have clothes. Okay. They're in this wooden cage being lowered down by one of the monks. Halfway down, they get stuck. They're stranded halfway down on this cliff. Henry almost falls to his death, which becomes one of then his personal traits. He is deathly afraid of heights, according oh. to the story. He never mentions this when he's flying in the airplane. In that blimp? Yeah, n- never mentioned then. But in the backstory, he's deathly afraid of heights. He was, he was in that, yeah, in that plane. Yeah, I know. I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> They're there overnight. There's, in that box. In the box, hanging on the side. It's getting cold. So they have to make a fire. What do they make the fire out of? Pieces of the wooden cage. That they're sitting in. You can't do that. The whole thing catches on fire. Okay? They're standing in a wooden, fiery... They're a bunch of fucking idiots <laughs> all of a sudden. They're Nordberg and Drebin. They are. Henry puts it out puts a hole in the floor. Indy uses logic that his dad taught him, making a ladder out of the bits of the cage that are left to climb to the side of the mountain and scale back up the mountain. To get to the top of the make cliff. And a ladder out of ashes and, and you can't make a ladder? How do you make a ladder? <laughs> You're getting all mad. How do you make a ladder? You can't make a ladder out of out of just, you know, burnt wood? You can't. You need hammers, you need nails. You need Bob Via. You got, you need Tim Tim the tool man. <laughs> uh? <laughs> when they get to the top of the cliff, the monk that was lowering them had gotten knocked out. By who? I, I think it was like one of these things where like it was like a spinning wheel oh, and he and lost control of it and he knocked himself out. And they, at that point, see the guy knocked out and laugh and hug and have this huge bonding moment. Oh, you silly monk. <laughs> and they, they end in a sitcom freeze. Dun, 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 dun. And all the, all the credits. And the credits roll. So this is, this is a big deal for them. Because this so is... Seeing a, a, a bald man in a weird-ass robe knocked out brought them together. Well, surviving the ordeal brought them together. Okay. <laughs> okay, this comes back into play later. It's the only reason I bring it up. Right. Indy and his mother get sick not long after that. Typhoid fever. Indy survives. She gets scarlet fever and dies. That's horrible. Okay. This changes the rest of Henry Jones's life because now he only cares about the grail because he's going to use that in his bring work. To to for, not to bring her back to forget about her to not have to deal with his doesn't he care about Indy he does but he neglects him and as I love that line in the third one he's like and I wrote down the line this is an obsession dad I've never understood it yeah. never and neither did mom and yes. that's when he slaps him yeah. <laughs> no he slaps like him for blasphemy oh yeah but yeah like he lets him have it like because he knows at this point like at the point at the beginning of Indy three she's already dead. Right. Okay. That's when they moved to Utah. Like I said, in Indiana Jones 3. Henry uses his grail pursuit to repress and get through the loss of his wife. And this further estranges the father and the son. Henry buries himself in his work, distances himself from his son. That, that's horrible. That's the, a shame. Yeah. The day that Indy has his adventure in Last Crusade and with the Cross of Coronado and all that stuff, that's the day 
that Henry finds out about that stained glass window. You remember he's even drawing it in the yeah, book. Yeah, in the book. Yeah, that he's drawing it in the book because that's the moment. That's the day that he found out about it. And Indy gets home, and it, you know it's the whole thing. And and he he won't even listen to him. You know, like he, he doesn't want to hear about it because he's buried in his work. Most, you know, sadly, that, that's how it is nowadays. Most parents, it's all about their, their career. They don't care about their children and families. And I, I mean, seriously, it just sucks. This is how it is nowadays. Okay. Well, I, I'm not disagreeing, and that's what's going on here. They are growing farther and farther apart. That, that's awful. Okay. They continue to travel around together. In Turkey, when World War I breaks out, Henry decides to leave to keep his son out of danger. He does care about him because right. he does not want him to fight in the war. They go from Turkey to Greece. Uh, after that, they move back to Princeton. Constant travel and upheaval. They go to China. They go to How India. How much money does this guy have? Well, he's a, he's a professor, so he's uh, probably making pretty good money. True. And uh, <clears throat> he they travel the world so he can keep his son away from the war. Yeah, okay. He does care about he him. Cared, yeah, okay. They just can't communicate. In 1916, Henry is teaching at Princeton again, and Indy goes to high school. Later that year, the two go to New Mexico to visit relatives, and Indy becomes involved in the Mexican Revolution. That, I know, was in that TV show. I remember that, yeah. Who's that guy? Like, there was, like, a, who's the, the leader of that or something? I remember him like meeting. Pancho Villa and all I this kind of yes. stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They are totally separated at this point, and when the war is over, Indy goes back to Europe. He goes to Belgium and fights in World War One. exactly what his father didn't want him to do. Oh. Henry doesn't approve. He's scared for his son. He tries to contact his commanding officer to get him out of the fighting, begs him to return to his studies, and he fights in the war. So this is where this lady Seymour comes back from earlier. She was like the nanny type. Okay. Um, she's a kind of go-between between the two of them because they're both still in touch with her. Right. And she is actually trying to mend the relationship. And one of the last things she does before she dies is that she writes a letter to Indy begging him to make up with his dad. And, and that's... That's what made him turn? or change? Not yet. Okay. When Indy returns, even though he's back and Henry's happy about it, Henry's cold to him, and they don't really reconcile. What's this guy's problem? <laughs> they can't communicate. They're both so pent up. Right. Henry gets Indy a job um, to pay for Princeton, but Indy wants to go to University of Chicago. They continue to butt heads, argue over topics, mainly the war. Indy tells him that the only time he ever felt like he had a father was when they were at that monastery. When they survived, who, was the father of the old man who got knocked out? <laughs> no, <laughs> when they survived the thing on the cliff, that was the only time he ever felt like he had a father. Indy tries to make up with him, and Henry is about to, but sees that Indy has a suitcase ready to leave for Chicago. And even though Henry wrote the letter for Indy begging him to return to his studies at any school, he's mad that Indy isn't going to Princeton, and he tells him to close the door behind him when he leaves. That's, that's isn't this fun. awful? I mean, Indy is such a great guy. It's, it's so weird how he turned out from the, from his childhood. They're so dysfunctional. They need <clears throat> Dr. Phil. <laughs> They're estranged for many years after that. They don't see or speak to each other for years after that. Henry goes back to England to teach at Oxford and pursue the grail. Most scholars think he's nuts. He works again with Marcus, who is nuts. They chase girls, they get drunk. There's that story in Wales from the Marcus episode where Henry's in jail and Marcus gets lost yeah, going to yeah. bail him out. I mean, it's, it's you know, we talked about that. Um, but along the way, he's discovering important clues. Like he finds out information about the tomb of Sir Richard in Switzerland. That's definitely in the movie. That's a big deal. Uh, in Bologna, they, he finds the, the testament of the Franciscan monk that painted the painting that I mentioned earlier. 
And that's where he learns the key to all of this. Um, he, he finds a passage that says to feel the breath of God and live, to tread upon the word of God and be saved, or to walk the path of God and not stumble into the abyss. That's when he discovers that major, major importance, the breath of God, the name of God, and the path of God that will eventually lead his son to the grail. That's so deep. This is a big deal. He starts to compile all of this as a set of directions to obtain the grail in his diary, and he calls that part of it the three trials. So at this point, he is getting close to that, discovering is, the grail. Now it's getting good a little bit. In 1927, he reads an archaeological journal about a story about a guy named Indiana Jones. Who did? Henry reads about this. This is the first he's heard of his son for years. A guy, all right. For the- <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. For... <laughs> For a second, I was still thinking that Indy was still, like, not Indy yet, and that he saw another story of someone else in Indiana Jones. Oh, no. Okay. He's reading mind. about his son All right. who's All right. working with Abner Ravenwood out of Chicago. At this point, his feelings are crushed. He is hurt. He's probably a little jealous. He's upset that Indy is using the dog's name instead of his. But he's, <laughs> Why are you upset over that? Because it's not his name. He's named after his. He's named after his dad. Right. He's so ashamed of his relationship okay. that his dad that he's willing to take the dog's name over his own father's. Okay. But still, he writes a letter to Indy in care of Abner Ravenwood. If you were an archaeologist right now, Dave, your name would be Sally May. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of memories about that dog. Mine would be Comet. <laughs> that would be the worst archaeological names. The Awful. Adventures of Sally May and Comet. <laughs> Join us each week, folks. <laughs> he finds more evidence confirming the three, three, the three trials, the word, the breath, and the path. In 1932, he discovers a book called The Book of the Spells of Merlin, and in it are 10 different descriptions of the grail itself. So he's starting to cool. even know that the grail would be a common cup used by a carpenter and not a gold chalice or right, anything like that. jewels on it and right. crystals, yeah. The things that Indy kind of just knows because he's astute and he's his father's son, but these are the things that he's putting in his grail diary. He's also keeping up with Indy by reading about his exploits in journals. It's the only contact he that's, has that's, with him. That's cool. Like, and you're right. Like I can see him like reading it saying, I taught him that or right. we were there or something like that. Yeah, yeah exactly. 1933, Indy returns and takes a position at Princeton, but Henry is no longer teaching there, okay? So they're they're sort of moving back towards each other a little. Right. 1937, this is where the movie starts to really pick up. Walter Donovan, who already had an incomplete tablet of the three brothers left as a marker, uh, this leads Henry to Venice. So this is before Indy's involved. Oh, Venice. <laughs> this is before Indy's involved. This is Henry working with Walter Donovan. Okay. He gets out of his teaching duties. He flies to Berlin to meet Elsa Schneider, but keeps all of this information secret. He's not, he's not even necessarily worried that she's a Nazi, but he is afraid that she will use the info to go after the Grail herself. Okay. So he doesn't trust her. Right. He doesn't know she's a Nazi right away, but he doesn't trust her. So when Indy and Elsa are going through all that stuff in Venice, Indy is showing her stuff that Henry wouldn't have. So Indy's okay. actually being very naive. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the dad knew this woman's up to something. Indy was just, you know, thinking with his dick. <laughs> right. And he's showing her everything. Stuff that he shouldn't be showing True. her. True. I mean, he leads her and to you know, to, right, right to the to, to the, the book and to everything. the diary, yeah. yeah. Like so, so at this point, Indy's being stupid, right? Otherwise, she would have done all this without them. Like, had she known this stuff, she wouldn't have even needed them. 
Henry did take her to Venice eventually to look for the tomb, and they became closer, and she did charm him. They had an affair, as mentioned in the film. Right, right, yeah. In the, that gross scene. She talks in her sleep. Yes, she talks in her sleep, and he finds out she's a Nazi. Yeah. Right. I'm like, a Nazi. Yeah, I was just going to ask you that. Heil Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you know what, Yeah, that you're a Nazi by what you say? Unless you say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Nazi. Burn books. <laughs> Berlin. Heil <laughs> Hitler. <laughs> that prompts him to mail the diary to Indy. It's when he finds out she's a Nazi that he's like, Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a Nazi. <laughs> She's dynamite in the shack, though. <laughs> and he sends the Grail or the Grail diary off to Indy, which he returns right back to. Him. Yes, so, he does. Yeah. He's captured and taken to Castle Brunwall, known for its beautiful Scottish tapestries. Yes. Okay. That's a great scene. So now we're into the movie. Okay. They have. I mean, are there scenes in the movie that you remember fun? Like, what is your? What are your favorite? Henry Jones Sr. scenes from the movie. The Umbrella and the Birds. Okay, I have that no, written down. No, that, that's, probably, that's probably my like worst scene. There's some there's some bad stuff, too. Um, what the fuck? Yeah, like that's, I'm, I'm trying to think. And all. I like when and him and Marcus are, are singing the song in the tank. Yeah, they're doing their college salute. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That heart-to-heart on the Zeppelin is cool, except for the creepiness. The I was the next man. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's gross. Um, well, it's not. It's, I mean, it's gross if you're at the same time. Yes, it's the, like a like a tag team. Your turn. <laughs> I pull out. You go in. You pull out. I go in. Oh my god, that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> the thing that I always think about is the scene when the tank goes off the edge. Yes. Which is a, is a poignant scene. And, and, when strong, he, and he's, he's sad. He is sad. I've he's, lost him. He, I've lost him. Yeah. yeah. And when he comes back, he hugs him, and he's like, you know, and he's still calling him sir at that point. He doesn't even call him yeah. dad, dad at that point. Yeah. But I love watching that scene because when I watch it, people know what I'm talking about. His um, facial hair changes Remember you were saying this. Every other scene. And we have talked about that before. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you haven't heard that episode, watch the scene because they show him his beard's very thick and bushy. The next time they show him, it's like stubbly. Right. Next next shot, it's a cutaway and a next shot. It's grown shame. back. You yeah, know, yeah. It's like really, really bad. That's one thing that I kind of always remember. Um, he has a catchphrase. Who does? Henry Sr., he says it a couple of times. I think they were trying to get it to catch on as a catchphrase. Never really caught on. I'm drawing a blank. Obviously. All right. That's one of your trivia questions. Don't peek. I'm not peeking. This is in high school all over again. Um, I, I would have, I'll have my watch. <laughs> yeah. I would cheat. Um, Henry's kind of a cross between Indy and Marcus because he is bumbling sometimes, but other yes. times he's very heroic. But I really love that last scene when he leaves and the knight is there and he puts his hand up. And we joked about that on the grail night because the knight's like, yeah, thanks for coming and fucking up my shit. <laughs> right, right. But that scene, he kind of looks at him and he's able <clears throat> to just walk out the door. Like at that point, that part of his life is over. He's able to leave all that behind because right. he knows now that he could have gotten, you know, they could have reached down to try to get the grail, but his son was always more important and he now realizes yeah, that. But it's- he, he he does realize it now, but it took fucking forever to realize it. You <laughs> so know that what I mean? bothers you? Yeah, like you could have had such great memories and times all those years, but instead you had to be a dick and 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 be you know 
dick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hear you. You're you're not wrong. Okay. All right. Or are you glad that they reconcile in the end? Yes. Okay. I like happy endings. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> There is there is a little bit afterwards. There's some adventures afterwards. They go to Egypt together, South America, recovering artifacts stole by the Nazis. So there's still some World War II fallout. I'm, I'm afraid where this is going because I'm sure you have his death. Well, I mean, I'm getting there, but I don't think you need to be worried or anything. I know. He visits India at his home. Uh, India asks his advice about things. So, like, they at that point have a... An actual relationship. When does he take? When does he pose for that picture that's on his desk in, in Crystal Skull? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, I have that photo on desk. You mean that that publicity shot from yes. from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? Says, like, Sean Connery in. <laughs> yeah, it says copyright Paramount Pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, that, that's pretty bad. The one thing that he asked for advice about is back in Wales, they're after some Celtic spear. Uh, this is in a comic. Because uh, Henry's still a respected scholar. He's actually asked to speak all over the world, lend advice. He even substitute teaches for Indy at Barnett College when Indy's on expeditions. Okay. Isn't that cool? That is cool. That ends nicely. Well, yeah, but... Like, Indy has to go, you know, recover something like that. all those years wasted. You know wow. what I mean? All those years that they could have been, been father and son and all been right. buddy-buddy. So buddy. you're looking at it that way. You're, I hear you. I don't look at I don't it know that if, way. I don't know if I'm holding a grudge. Like, if I was Indy, like, I would always say, you know, we could have had more time together. Right. Okay. Well, he dies. He does die in 1951. How? His old age? No, nah, it's, it's nothing Nothing specific. Just passes away. Yeah. I mean, at that point, he's... When did I say he was did, um, I didn't say he was birth. Goldfinger was... finally <laughs> kill him. Oh, Mr. <laughs> Jones. <laughs> Mr. Jones. <laughs> yeah. In his diary, you'll like this. In his diary, he's admitted that he was afraid of raising his son alone. So, like, that's, he did, that's sad. He does talk about you know that kind of stuff, and and Indy takes shots at him, and in, in, in the movies, he's, he's the one that the students hope they don't get. Until he's right. come, Attila, Attila the professor. Right. All right. Yeah. So that kind of stuff. Um, but that's kind of where the story ends. I think it ends happily. You don't sound satisfied. I, I do sound I just I'm glad they're they're together again, but I don't know. But the, for me, it was, I was thinking about the past. Like we could have had something. Okay. Like that would that would scar me. Like I don't know. I, I don't I, I don't know what I'm saying. No, I hear you. <laughs> oh, if anyone's uh, listening, I wonder what they think. Are they happy with the the denouement? Are they <laughs> what was that? <laughs> regretful of what could have been all along? Just imagine if they were like like. Buddy, buddy, chummy, chummy, and they went on the on these adventures together. Every single one of them. You know how awesome that would be. Tag team in German broads. Yeah. yeah. First, first your cock goes in, then my cock goes in, and one time both cocks go in the same time. <laughs> whoopsies. <laughs> so have have Sean, have Sean Connery say whoopsies. Whoopsies. <laughs> See. See, that's what you want. What if? What if? What if? What if Harrison? What if um? What if Indy went down on her and tasted his dad? It could happen, Dave. Did you ever think about that? I can see. I can see. What, there's no one in this house. There's no one in this house. But I'm trying to think if you've ever said anything more offensive in your life. Probably. Mm, that's got to be in the top five. What we'll do, do a mean? best of fives of that. You mean? You mean to tell me that you didn't think about if he went down on her right after? She, hold on, hold on. If he went down on her and he hear a door slam, it was Sean Connery leaving. 
And he's going down on her, going down on her, all right, and tastes some salty Sean Connery. I'm still trying to think where this ranks in the most obscene. This is obs- most this is, obscene things. Not only you, but any at all. anyone has ever said. And I'm also trying to take bets in my head of will this ever hear the light of day? <laughs> Do you do you think the only girl, Matt will know what? <laughs> do you think the girl like sat, sat in a tub, bubble bath, and thought about who fucked her better, father or son? That's a little more uh, tasteful. Let's talk about that. Tasteful. What if he went <laughs> good to the last drop? <laughs> he wrote that to me. Taster's choice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. I mean, I'm, I'm I've never been in her position, obviously, but I'm sure you compare. <laughs> I mean. Why not? I mean, I guess Sean Connery has more experience. He's he's older. Yes. He's, <laughs> he's been around, you know, around more. Yes. What if they like like double teamed her? That didn't happen. We we don't know that. What if he's in the front and he's in the and the ones in the back, and they're ball slapped? <laughs> now that's probably in the top five now. <laughs> Wait. Does anyone want anything from Wawa? <laughs> I think she already left. Oh, okay. So, Henry Jones Sr. was yes. portrayed by several different people. Actually, the first person to ever portray him is Alex Hyde White. Who's that? That is the guy who's sitting in the chair when Indy, when River Phoenix returns to the house. That's not Sean Connery? No, it is not. Never knew that. It is his voice. The lines are dubbed. But in that prologue, that is a person named Alex Hyde White. Sean Connery, obviously... Plays him. He is only 12 years older than Ford. Yeah, I remember that being a big controversy. Right. So that Elsa thing with uh, them both stooping her. All smacking, yeah. That was actually Sean Connery's idea. That was not a... Do you know who says that? Horny old men. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that. that's kind of... That's probably partly his ego. Because at that point, he was still a heartthrob. I mean, Christy from Neozaz talks about all the time how, you know, sexy Sean Connery is. And people still thought that. Um, he's only 12 years older than Ford. He doesn't want to be like the old dude in the movie. That was his idea, that he would have had sex with her as well. Um, he was offered a role in Crystal Skull. Yeah, I heard that, but turned it down. To reprise it and turned it down. In the TV show, he was played by an actor named Lloyd Owen. And you're not going to believe this, but in the continuing tradition of of this show, Sean Connery also appeared in a Bond movie. In in one of them? (laughs) (laughs) And that's all I got. What was his... I'm I'm looking now. Sean Connery's last movie he made. Finding Forrester is the last thing I remember before you get into his filmography. He had said he was going to retire. He made Entrapment, and then he made this movie, Finding Forrester. League. Well, I guess League of Extraordinary... Okay, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Yep, I forgot about that one. Shit. I actually did get this James Bond game. It's his voice. From Russia with Love. Yeah, back in the day. But you're right. I guess 2000... Fuck, 2003. Okay, so he played on Quartermain in uh, Legend, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I forgot about that. All right. That's a shame. And he just, he just retired. Yeah, I mean, how old How old is he now? Ready? 85. Yeah, did, yep. did it say it? He's 85. Oh, yeah, 85 years old, man. And he's awesome. And he's he badass. Is awesome. he, but you know what sucks? We haven't seen him like in the public eye in so long. I, I don't know how he looks okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they were trying to get all the bonds together, I guess he was somehow going to do that, but then didn't or something like that. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. For the 
Oscars. Who the Oscars? Right. Yeah. All right. You ready for some trivia? I don't have, I don't have any trivia for you, but yes. You I'm don't make, have to have any I'm trivia. I'm making some up. Uh, no, please don't. Because I don't know what you're going to talk about, saltiness and whatever else Ball, you're going to call it. Okay. So, his full name is Henry Walton Jones Sr. Right. Walton is the actual middle name of whom? In real life? Yes, in real life. From Indiana Jones world? Just answer the question. So it could be anybody out there. Out of all the stars in the world, it could be anybody. It could be anybody out Walton is the middle name of... Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Why well, you think that's my middle name, man? <laughs> I don't know. First name... Oh, come on. Think about it. It's, it makes sense. Walton. Walton. Why does it make what's it, what's it make sense about it? It makes sense. A hint. Is it an Indiana Jones universe? Uh, yeah. All right. I'll say Harrison Ford. I don't, I don't think it's his, but I'll, I'll go that. You're saying it's Harrison Walton Ford? Sure. That is incorrect. River Phoenix. George Walton Lucas. Never knew that, Dave. Well, now you do. So when he doesn't sign your poster next time, you'll be like, thanks, Walton. I will. I will. What was the other question I was going to ask you? I can't What was Sean it. Connery's um, tag slogan? or? Oh, yeah, his catchphrase. I, wanted, I was thinking about this. And you have to say it like him. I want to hear your impression. See, I want to say... See, I think that, that's Marcus's saying about the pen mightier than the sword. Yeah, it's not that. He says this at... I know he says it at least twice because if somebody repeats a line like this in a, in a dangerous situation like he does, that's a hint for you. You can tell they were trying to cultivate a catchphrase. I don't know, Dave. The covenant men will pass. Is anything... I love how he says that. He says it so fast. With a p, with a p, and a pet. I don't know. This is intolerable. I believe you. He says it a couple twice of times. He times? says it at least twice. He might say it three times. I can see why I didn't catch on. It's shit. It is shit. Yeah. Like, that's his thing. That That's his catchphrase. This is intolerable. I'm asking you, are you, are you done with me? Yeah, I'm done with you. Ready? I'm making this up right now, on the spot. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to ask you an easy one. Okay, Dave? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> what do you? Th- what was Sean Connery's first and last Bond movies? You should know. Dr. No. And, see, this is a controversial question. I'm not going to use Never Say Never Again. Well, that's what I was going to say. Right. That's his last Bond movie. But the Bond people disavow Never Say Never Again as not a real Bond movie. I, I heard that yes that's like always like it's not really in the the, Bond. because it's it's not MGM it's not, and, and the Marvel universe right? yeah it's not in the Bond universe no. that's the answer no I'm not using I'm not using that one that's my answer no I, I'm not using that one I don't want that answer I don't care I want I want the one that's that's all right what's his second second to last <laughs> uh, what would his second and last one be nineteen I'll give you nineteen seventy one nineteen seventy one wow. I thought and more took over. Never say never again. It came out in '83. Yeah, he was. That was a full-on wig. Even though it does say never, James Bond. Never, never, never say, say never, never again. again. Never. Uh, worst song. Um, 
I don't know. I have no guess. What is it? Diamonds are forever. Diamonds are forever, forever, forever. forever. All right, that was a good question. Thank you. I just made it up. Right, it had nothing to do with any of jumps. Not at all. Good job. Good job. All right. All right. Where was he born? Scotland. Glasgow. No. Edinburgh. Yes. Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just named Scottish cities. Fountain Bridge, Edinburgh. Okay. What was his dad's name? Mr. Connery. You're right. All right. That's enough questions. All right. So how's it feel being back to Indiana Jones, Dave? It's it's great. And I can't wait to talk to you again in another seven months. When our kids are out of school and graduated and moved on. <laughs> yeah. So we got to do the next one, right? We do. You Do you even want to bother picking someone? Or do you just want to say, we'll probably be back at some point? I want to pick, I want to pick somebody. All right. Go I want, ahead. I want people. Are we going to do... A skull? Is well, that- we're doing. We're doing. Uh, I thought we we're doing like the major characters to to get this sucker. Uh, that's right, because we're done everything, huh? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I think we did everyone in, in Skull. There's people in Skull that we haven't done, but they don't have the kind of backstories that. that, that well, who's the next do. biggest one? Uh, Sala. I thought we did Sala. Shit. <laughs> it's been I don't, a while. <laughs> don't listen to the show. We do Marion. I believe we did. No, we didn't do Marion. I'm looking now, Dave. If, we if, did not. Probably not. I guess. I guess. I guess you. I guess you're right. I guess we didn't do. Marion's fine with me, and I'll throw in Abner Ravenwood because when we were doing this regularly, people were asking about him. But I did look it up a bunch of times, and there really isn't much about Abner Ravenwood. It's a cool character, uh, the mystery of it, and his influence on Indiana Jones. So, if we do Marion, I would be sure to include him as well. All right, <clears throat> I'm putting this out there. Like after Marion, that's that's it. Like, it's would Marion be the end to Indiana Jones' character? Possibly. <laughs> so stay tuned. Yes. In a couple of days, <laughs> when you'll hear our next episode featuring Marion Ravenwood. Thanks for listening to Indiana Jones in Character. Indiana Jones in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, visit www.neozaz.com. The Indiana Jones and Character podcast is not endorsed by nor affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. All Indiana Jones characters, places, and situations are copyright Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.ijic.neozaz.com for the latest Indiana Jones in character episodes and information. Yeah.